Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. I'm ready. So, all right, fight me. Let's fucking fight. No, so, <laughs> I don't know that you want to do this. We're so close to Scorpio season. Like I'm gearing up. Oh, that's true. I'm You've become fucking, too powerful. I'm revving. I'm. You'll fucking whip my ass <laughs> into next Tuesday. I'm gearing. It's the only fucked up thing about Scorpio season, though, is that like it's been. Every year since we have recorded this podcast, I have fallen on ice. And I feel like that is some sort of karmic <laughs> bullshit for Scorpio season. It's that, like something about when it gets cold out and like Scorpio season, I'm at my most powerful. And yet uh-huh. every year when it gets cold out, I find a patch of ice and just completely bust my ass. <laughs> that is such a specific curse that a witch put on you. <laughs> You're going to do the podcast you you love. You're going to talk about things that you love. You're going to be able to find a community of fucked up people that enjoy the shit that you do. But every year, there's going to be a weird cold front. You're going to find a piece of ice and you're going to bust ass in front of people that will know that you did that. Did you, like, piss off a wizard? Like, that just seems like... I I don't know. What did you do to deserve this fate? I don't know. It's (laughs) honestly, you know what it is? And I've believed this for so long because I thought it was just my anxiety, but this makes so much sense. Uh I didn't share all of those forwarding things on MySpace when I was younger. Oh my God. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Because I thought I was better than everyone else. Right. Yeah. And... (sighs) They played the long game, you know, yeah. where they're like, oh, you're going to forget about this, but it'll come back at you and you're going to regret it. They, and here we are. They waited until I had my own health insurance, until I had my own <laughs> fucking deductible that I had to pay into. Uh-huh. Fucking jokes on me now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Welcome to Into the Twilight, where I just fall on my ass every week and you have to listen to it. Yeah. And we also talk about MySpace. Can we please? Can we do a bonus bonus on MySpace, please? Yeah, I would love that, actually. Oh, my God. I would, I would, I have so much. Oh, don't even oh. get me started. I, don't even same get wavelength, me started. Okay, okay. I, t- this is tangential, but on that same wavelength, someone on Instagram posted a really fucking funny meme about LimeWire. Oh, my God. And it just made me so nostalgic. For those days. Man. I miss her more than anything. <laughs> Man, the amount of time in the summers that I would spend ripping songs off of YouTube to mm-hmm. make into MP3s to put onto right. my iPods. And now yep. iTunes doesn't even fucking exist anymore. Yeah, pour one out. Wow. Man, I just feel so old. Yeah, we're 400 years old. <laughs> My bones are dissolving on air. (laughs) Wow. Well, Cody, how the fuck are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I did a bad thing today. Well, confess your sins. So, friend of the podcast, Rachel Whitehurst. Oh my god. (laughs) Uh, Who's been on this podcast, actually, with, with Chris. Yeah, Crunch. Our lovely, lovely friends, Crunch, yes. Uh, she tweeted today <laughs> that <laughs> Edward Cullen was the original E-boy. And I... It's like I... It's like it was a... Like I had a disease because I couldn't not make an image. <laughs> my hands were moving faster than my brain could tell it to stop. Yep. And 20 minutes later, I made a very bad image <laughs> yes. of our boy... 
our e-boy, oh, if you will. The true e-boy. The true e-boy. And I'm so sorry. But it's so funny. I love it. Um, But that's my sin. Um, It's haunted. It's on our Twitter if you'd like to see it. It's beautiful. Um, but it's basically, to paint a picture, <laughs> it's our boy Edward in his blue basking light with a beanie many chains and necklaces and a little those those dangly cross earrings that the e-boys have yeah that's it he is one like hand through his hair away from a tiktok <laughs> video you know you know what's fucked up i had to circle through so many different like images of beanies because none of them would fit his hair oh my god <laughs> Like, no matter how I, like, wrangled them or made them different and, like, sized them or whatever, it just, it was too powerful. That's so fair. this is the best we're going to get, all right? That's fair. Um, Thank you. I, I love the work that you did. <laughs> Thank you it's, so it's beautiful. I appreciate <laughs> it so much. Here's my question for you. Uh-huh. Do you think, which one do you feel like Edward Cullen would rather be caught undead in i guess <laughs> mm-hmm. would you rather do you think that he would hate more to be an e-boy in 2019 so like wearing a beanie and and all his drip or do you right, think that sure. he would hate more to wear a big dog shirt wow that's a picture <laughs> that's so good <laughs> as much as i would love to see edward in a big dog shirt and just like fucking i don't think <laughs> right i don't think he would even come close to one even within like a 10 mile radius of a big dog shirt because can you imagine like i just i want to see edward really lean into the visco girl lifestyle a little sure. bit sure oh with a little scrunchie oh my god in his hair oh tell me okay about it. hold on no edward's an e-boy Jasper's a Visco girl. <laughs> oh my fuck. He's got the scrunchies. If anyone out of that crew would wear a puka shell necklace, it would be Jasper. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, Emmett also has. And also Emmett, has yes. Visco but girl that's. Vibes. Emmett wears a puka shell necklace very unironically <laughs> and like just just like a surfer bro he already owns one yeah <laughs> right he's had one since they were originally relevant <laughs> yeah and not in this weird ironic like rolodex um but yeah that's oh my god oh my wow god. what a beautiful beautiful portrait <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just oh wow Oh, how are you, my dude? I'm... Any sins you'd like to confess? <laughs> um, yes, but they're unapologetic sins, I guess. Ooh, um, yes. So I've... 2019 vibes. No regrets. No regrets. N- but, le- <laughs> but so many rug rats loves, you know? Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's... Another bonus Jonas opportunity is talk about... <laughs> Rugrats and how it taught me about Jewish culture. Uh, True. <laughs> the only time, but because fucking school didn't. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, Happy Yom Kippur. Also, truly, I had a couple of students out today, living their truth, celebrating. Yeah. Um. So happy. Well, it won't be Yom Kippur when y'all are listening to this, but right. Living your truth. Yeah. Um. So I've talked before. In this podcast, especially with fucking Sandy Meyer, I am a very lapsed Christian um, based on the life uh-huh. that I grew up in, um, <laughs> yeah. which means that I listened to a lot of shitty Christian bands growing up. Sure. Um, and so Chris and I just started, like, caught up this weekend on watching The Righteous Gemstones, uh-huh. which is a HBO show. It's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um would highly recommend it. It's so funny. But this weekend, on Friday, um, we got invited to go to essentially, like, my dream Friday night evening, which is um, Chris and his friends are getting together and watching a Christian movie for fun, like, ironically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is one of the, like, 
key Christian movies that I watched unironically growing up with a whole bunch of my friends. It's called Fireproof. Okay. Um, and I don't, I don't know if you've heard of it before. But the reason why I watched it growing up is because it has my homeboy, my big crush in <laughs> that I loved growing up, like had Converse with his name on it in middle school, Kirk Cameron. Oh. Wow, that's powerful. <laughs> so, oh, we're... Fuck. Oh, yeah. No, like, I was a growing pains motherfucker. So, we're yeah. getting together and watching Fireproof. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and just living our all, like, lapsed Christian lives. And it's ironic and gonna be great. I'm very excited. Uh, listen, I know I, like, went through the whole ordeal of legally changing my name this year but i think i should just do a redo and rename myself kurt cameron oh <laughs> that's God. fucking powerful i was i was so obsessed it was so embarrassing yeah that makes sense yeah just <laughs> with who you are as a person just the foof like i can't um, yeah, so love a food. it's just going to be, it's basically just going to be like a non-recorded episode of Good Christian Fun, but just like with people <laughs> that don't know what the podcast Good Christian Fun is. So, um, very excited about it. So, yay, good things. We have so many current events to talk about this week. Hell yeah, um, dude. The first, the first <laughs> is a little uh, roast in the spot. <laughs> and it's been, it's been so long since we talked about Fickle Fish films. Yeah. And I think, in part, I don't know about you, but I try not to talk about them. Yeah. It hurts <laughs> my soul <laughs> to even think that they exist. It also hurts my eyes. Yes. More importantly, <laughs> it is an eyesore. <laughs> um, so this will be a little bit of a late news when we're addressing this, but on mm -hmm. on the 5th was 14 years, which means that um, they're, they're old kids now. Wow, that's just wild. But um, Twilight <laughs> was first published 14 years ago, as of October 5th. The kids I'm teaching now are younger than that. Yep. Which... <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Um, I just, I want to hone in on this a little bit, because I, I just pulled this up and added it to our notes, like, right before we started recording. Fickle Fish Films is an embarrassment to the space. And I try to forget <laughs> that, it, yeah. that it exists. So, um, they, I don't know who runs their social media, and I don't care. I don't it think... has to be Stephanie, right? Like, it does. Just... It has to just be the two of them, right? Like, yeah. I assume maybe Stephanie still has an assistant at some point. Sure. Like, yeah. Because she's still, ha she's like doing that TV show. Like, it makes sense to have an assistant or whatever. Mm. But it's gotta just be them doing their, like, fucking social media. So they post this image and it's the fucking book cover, and then it says, like, 14 years, and then the date in the fucking Twilight font, and the Fickle Fish Films logo, which is awful. Yeah. But <laughs> the editing of it and the cropping is awful, because... Bad. So bad. If if any of you have been on Twitter in... When did they fucking change these, these ratios, Cody? A year? Two years ago? Yeah, probably around, like, a, a year-ish. Yeah. yeah. Um, photos on Twitter are not square-shaped when you're mm -hmm. on the timeline. And so, <laughs> when you're just looking at this photo... <laughs> <laughs> Naturally, scrolling by it on Twitter, as any normal person could do. It, it is cropped. <laughs> and it's not the complete image. And so, when you're looking at it, Cody, what is it... Uh, What's it, uh, what's it say? <laughs> Years! <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's so fucking fun. It's just like the hand with the apple. <laughs> a big old thing of text that says years. A red line. And then in the Twilight scripty font, October 5th, 2005. That's it. 
So it just looks like menacing yep. and threatening. And just so and much not the blank vibe. space. Yes. Yep. And I love I love when graphics do this because on like half of the I think almost more than half of the graphic is the book cover and then the other half is almost like blank space for the text but in that blank space it's not like white or anything it's like a blurry image of the book um but it's like Mm -hmm. super blurry so you can't really see what it is unless you're like looking at it and so it's just like an absolute clusterfuck of an image yeah it's a nightmare and so you cannot figure out what's going on until you like actually open up the image and so it's just ooh, it's definitely one of those things where no one has figured out what the pixels necessary are or bothered to google it and i i love it so much yeah so thank you figglefish films for being your usual method of of disaster here yeah um, can always count on you. <laughs> truly, truly, it's great. Thank you. Um, we have some RPATS news. Can you, as our resident lighthouse expert, update us? <laughs> yes. So, it's Oscar submitting season, which means all the big studs are sending out their votes, sending out their screeners to the Academy members Woo-hoo. for who should be nominated for the Oscars. Yes. One of which was our boy. Our son. Robert. Our dad. <laughs> who was nominated by A24 as Best Actor for The Lighthouse. And Willem Dafoe as Best Supporting. Ooh. I'm so excited. It's thrilling. I hope. It's so good. I can't wait to see it. Right. I don't know what the likelihood of a nomination would be, but if it did happen, then I would fucking lose my mind. I can't wait for us to be invited to the Oscars. Right. <laughs> I mean, we gotta just be there. <laughs> this will We've been on this Oscar train for this man for three years <laughs> of this podcast. This would literally never happen. But can you imagine <laughs> us fuckwads going and being correspondents for the Oscars? The actual buffoonery yeah. I mean, it's it would, like, make sense for you, because you're, like, a journal. Like, it makes sense. But <laughs> sure. me, just being there, like, mm, <laughs> hi. <laughs> yeah. I'm not shocked or amused by any of you, because that's not what I do around celebrities. But, like, at least you can guarantee I won't ask you who you're wearing. <laughs> like, Yeah, hey, you know? That's look true. at that. I do think about that, too, because this is the, the field that I'm in, right, professionally, where I write about movies, and I talk to people who make movies and slash are in movies. Yeah. And I'm just like, what are the odds that, like, somewhere down the line, I will be at, like, a red carpet or some sort of interview situation where Robert Pattinson or Kristen Stewart were involved? I would pass out. A, I would pass out, but B, just to think of questions, I feel like, A... I know far too much too about much. these people for a normal human being or a normal journalist at that time. Absolutely. What if I, like, the the opportunity to just go ape shit is so within my reach. Completely. <laughs> just to say something stupid. What was so your... So within the realm of possibility. Absolutely. If you were reporting at the Oscar... I completely forgot what the name was. Hi, the sure. Academy... I'm a great great candidate. Um, If you were reporting at the Oscars, what would your lower third say? Oh, God. (laughs) I don't don't know. (laughs) I think mine would say educator, semicolon, basic sushi connoisseur. Ooh. Because I always say I like sushi, but what I really mean is I like cucumber rolls and I like California rolls. (laughs) No, yeah. And that's fine. That's your right, you know, as a human being. I, it means I like rice and seaweed, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Allie. I like rice and seaweed. How was it filming this movie? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, same. That's very good. Like, it'll say, like, educator, semicolon, basic sushi connoisseur, 
semicolon, will ask your pronouns. Cute. Yeah. The Academy, what's up? You're yeah. kind of a fucked Hit up organization, up. but, like, I'll come. But we cannot stress this enough. We will be bought. But we will, I will <laughs> always be bought. Oh, my morals have flown from me. I, I, I am just operating off of a weird, loose consciousness. But I will be bought. Yes. I will be bought. Um, speaking about weird things that we know about Case 2, would you like to transition into your Case 2 fashion corner? <laughs> yes! Case 2 fashion corner. Tell People are out here judging Case 2's appearance again on the internet. Can you believe it? In 2019, we're still doing this? It's honestly a crime. I'm exhausted. Like, I'm so- I'm, and I- I can't even imagine how tired she is. Of this shit, because this has been her whole life, basically. Truly. But I'm exhausted on her behalf, because it's just like, come on, guys. I mean, our whole podcast is defending her, but, like, I will always go to bat. And I will yes, go to bat for her toe. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the, the thing in question here is that she's on the red carpet for Seaberg, I think? Yes. Yes. Um, at some gala that Deadline hosted and a bunch of whatever, a lot of things in London, whatever. And she's wearing a very casual fit. As it seems like most people are. Right. It seems like a casual sort of gig. Um, and she's wearing a pair of old vans, worn vans, (gasps) weathered vans. Uh, Yeah, I know. What a crime to grace this beautiful carpet. How dare you? Um, and it got a little bit of commentary, some spikes, some controversy among the press. To wear shoes more than once. Because <laughs> her toe's kind of sticking out in because there's a hole. Because she's worn them, it seems, quite a bit. <laughs> and that's that's it, it. Folks. That's the whole thing. <laughs> and there's pieces about it. There's news about it. There's, fo- like, cropped photos just of her shoes. <laughs> it's like a nightmare. I can't believe we're in this world. Yep. Um, I will say, though, that she is wearing e-boy chains in this photo. <laughs> she she is was very a pleasing to me. E-boy. I mean, yeah, we knew this, but it's just comforting. Like, it looks like the same arrangement that I put <laughs> on Edward, which makes me very happy. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Uh, the piece also was just like you can buy these shoes on zappos i'm like why the fuck they're vans what the fuck <laughs> yeah I yeah she's they... wearing 30 dollar vans whatever they keep being like they're authentic vans and i'm like bitch <laughs> yeah they they have the van sticker on the back and the tat like we know what vans are right it's like hey we're gonna clown on her for wearing relatively cheap shoes on a red carpet we're also going to con her for not wearing off-brand cheap shoes and just wearing the brand cheap shoes. What is going on? Yeah, we would cancel Case 2 if she was wearing, like, the Skechers brand of Vans. <laughs> but sure. also, there's no right way for her to do this, apparently. No, there's no right way for her to live her life in public without people getting in a tiff. We will vilify her regardless. <laughs> God damn it. Hell yeah. Hey, can you take us to a quick Applebee's corner? Well, the thing is, is, like, after looking at that article, it's just like, fuck, I need a drink. The problem is, I don't drink. (laughs) Sure, right. But I do, I love the idea of it. And so, (laughs) what I'm bringing into the space right now is good old Applebee's Uh with their fantastically well-priced and well-watered-down alcohol. Yes. And so what I'm what I'm bringing to you today is something from Pop Sugar, um, and they're highlighting Applebee's, Applebee's, Ebezus, Applebee's, neighborhood <laughs> drink of the month program. <laughs> you know what you do with your neighborhood is just go right. to Applebee's and get a good old <laughs> get drink. fucking off the shits. Yeah. <laughs> And then get the shits from their food. Yeah, Is that just me, fo- ladies? 
Anyone else with IBS up in here? <laughs> I'll just DD tonight. It's fine. Um, oh my god. <laughs> I, I feel God up, up in this Applebee's bathroom. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's fine. Okay. So anyway, the reason why I'm talking about this is Applebee's. Uh, is having their one dollar <laughs> vampire drink and pop sugar. Like st- what a curse sentence! <laughs> and pop sugar says it's the next best thing to getting drinks with Edward Cullen. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> so their marketing campaign, Applebee's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You need to stop. No. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Um, so Applebee's is, has this photo campaign <laughs> of this. What are those? Are those steins? Like a beer stein? Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I'm fucking crying. <laughs> you have left me incapacitated. <laughs> I cannot do this podcast anymore. No. Uh, Finally, I broke them. Oh, finally. So it's just you and me, listeners. So I can finally <laughs> talk to you about what I want to do for 140 episodes. I have this fantastic timeshare plan. I've been wanting to pitch to you for <laughs> oh three God. years. Uh, okay. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yes, it's in like a beer. A beer stein. Glass stein thing. And it effectively, to me, looks like a purple Shirley Temple. <laughs> Yeah, it is a haunting shade of purple. <laughs> you should not ingest anything that color. It looks like, to me, the same color purple that that, um, oh, fuck. Do you remember when Heinz ketchup was purple for a minute? No, but Jesus. <laughs> okay, am I making this up? Was this a Bernstein? Also, oh, why do we keep talking about Heinz on this podcast? We gotta get out. <laughs> Did I make this up was this just at my school no this was not just at my school (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh okay i'm glad you're feeling vindicated (laughs) okay no hold on okay while you're still recovering from me say saying (laughs) apple pieces (laughs) okay i just added it to our show notes here oh no i don't know why we keep talking about heinz I know, we gotta stop. Okay, so... Oh, I, just, I do remember this. Okay. Yep, okay, yep. It's like the distinct color that Heinz was. Also, right. It's just purple. like that... Yeah, it's like that grape soda... Grape, yeah, grape color. Grape color. Artificial grape color. Okay. And it comes with a little thing of plastic fangs. <laughs> yes, okay, so I didn't even look at the ingredients until now. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is... As VP of Beverage Innovation, (sighs) um, Mr. P. Kirk describes it. It's a rum alcohol. Uh You know, you can just say rum. (laughs) The kids say rum. (laughs) And then it has a whole bunch of fruit juice in it, too. Lots of juice. Um, And it comes with a cherry and plastic vampire things as well. So... I mean, it sounds very fruity. It sounds like it'll get you real fucked up. Um, yeah. But for a dollar. And it's a dollar. dollar. It's one singular American <laughs> dollar. Yeah, in a stein. God is dead. We killed him. <laughs> um, and in his in his wake is Applebee's. <laughs> yeah, so if you're ready to die at Applebee's, um, then yeah. make your way down to your neighborhood drink of the month program sure and maybe you'll find your true mate i this is not an ad i just yeah what's yeah <laughs> we gotta um, pull the plug but i just thought that the photo looked really funny so yeah it's hilarious okay last thing is uh there's apparently a a thing re- great um, <laughs> there's a, a thing coming out called, or, oh, it's coming out in October. Hey, this is October. Mm-hmm. What do you know? Uh, look, look at me reading the copy as I'm reading. <laughs> um, so in a couple of weeks on the 18th, there is a movie 
called Wounds, mm-hmm. coming out. Um, that's starring Army Hammer and Dakota Johnson, our girl. And it's a thriller. Yeah. And just looking at the photo, um, Dakota Johnson looks real fucked up. Yeah, I remember that fo- that screen grab being very popular on film Twitter, like, many moons ago. Because it just, it is, A, a mood. <laughs> it is, it's a real mood. <laughs> but it's so cursed. Also... The fact that Hollywood is just, like, really trying to make Dakota Johnson and Army Hammer a thing. Like, there's this, and there's also that they wanted her to be Army's wife in the sequel to Call Me By Your Name. Yes. I don't know if that ever got confirmed, but that was, like, a thing that was being pushed. So I don't know what's going on there. I don't know either. Um, yeah. They are pretty together. I'll give them that. Sure. They're both beautiful people, you know? So, whatever. Yeah. But I'm, I'm excited to see this, because I love a good spoop, and I like them. Um, yeah. Especially because Army Hammer is terrifying. Yes. Um, so I'm, yes, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see where this goes, for sure. Okay, we have a question before we get into today's reading. Uh-huh. Um, and our question is apparently something that Cody has their finger on the pulse about, but I'm fucking an uncultured swine. Um, and it's, um, someone said, are we aware of the Twilight Vampire memes on TikTok? And my answer was no, until they shared some, and I got that sigh in response today. I just, like, I can't believe knowing the person you are. All right. Who loves Vine. Okay, well. And loves that type of content. Yeah, well. And also Twilight-based yeah, yeah, sure. content. Okay. Well, okay. TikTok seems like a very reasonable place for you to just dive in. Yeah. Or dip your toe in, you know? Yeah, that's fair. This is not a judgment. This is just something that I think you would be a place where you would be very happy. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, you're not mad. You're just disappointed. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I'm, I'm a twinge disappointed. <laughs> just a twinge. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. Um, I, I but saw... But yeah, vampires are huge on TikTok. Huge. Uh, I mean, that makes sense, right? Because e-boys... A lot of sense. hot girls and a lot of hot boys um, trying to flex their, their stuff and get clout. Um, always wearing vampire fangs or, like, lip-syncing to, like, wear with their red LED lights or whatever. Sure. It's a whole vibe. That's fair. Um, I, I love that, and it will, that definitely inspires me to look more into it. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to watch a compilation before we started recording today, um, and it was a lot of, like, vampire couples, um, yeah. which was, like, a whole thing that I <laughs> right. didn't know I wanted to get into today. Um, but I will say I feel like I, as a person, live and in the TikTok space, um, just as someone who teaches middle schoolers. Sure. Um, sure. and I feel like that's been my hesitance to get on TikTok other than just, like, watching compilations of them. But I feel like sure. this has been in- inspiring me to, like get on there a little bit more so yeah that's very good so thank you all for for culturing me as my bones are further deteriorating so i appreciate it um speaking of deteriorating should we talk about this week's chapters (sighs) i suppose we must i know i don't want to do it either but i think we should yeah so chapters 43 and 44 this week we left off with Beck saying I love you to Joe. So that's something. <laughs> bad. It is bad. And then it only gets worse. Um, <laughs> and so I, it's it's been so long since we watched a TV show. It's been so long since we've done anything other than read this book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I can't remember how Joe realizes that Beck is cheating on him. Other than, I think it's the the someone fox, if I remember right. Like, it's a someone from brown, I think, is a vague memory that I have. Sure, is, yeah. Is Beck being like, oh, 
it's someone Fox who I went to Brown with that I keep saying. Because um, I remember like a, a Fox emoji that she was talking to then and him becoming suspicious and like him following her to a park or something. And like I remember a thing about trust. Is that... I honestly could just be making all this stuff up, I feel like. Um, but I feel like that's how he figures it out, at least in the TV show. And that's not how it works in these couple of chapters. At least so far, anyway. But Yeah, sure. Sure, yeah. I Who's <laughs> to say? Um, but chapter 43, at least when this starts off, is he's like, oh yeah, everything was great. Um, I'm so glad that I screenshotted your text, because uh, literally right after you sent me that I love you, everything is falling apart, question mark? Uh, and so interesting. Beck is just constantly apologizing for not texting back immediately, which is apparently not usual because before she was apparently like blowing up his phone and never mm-hmm. always talking to him. Um, and so Joe, I think, is picking up that something is wrong and not knowing how to bring it up with her. Uh, yeah, it, and it's just, like, he's he's aware that something is, like, off, but he's just like, oh, she doesn't love me anymore, so I gotta, like, blow up her phone and, like, make, like, check her email and figure out, like, what it is that I did that's wrong or, like, what it is that she doesn't like about me anymore that I gotta fix because we're gonna get married and we need to, like, figure this shit out. And it's like, maybe this is not a healthy way Yes. of going through your relationship and problems within your relationship. And it, there's so much else going on with Joe because, like, he's murdered people and, like, has right. a lot of other stuff going on. But specifically, this chapter reminded me a lot of, have you read the book Attached before? That sounds familiar. I know a lot of people have talked about it on Twitter before. It's a book about people's attachment styles in, like, love and relationships. Yes. I know of it. I never read it. So, one, that was a major game changer for me. Because it talks about, I think there's, like, specifically four. It's been a minute. But there's, like, four ways that people attach in dynamics. And Mm -hmm. this one specifically references between Joe and Beck, at least in this chapter, is, like, um, Beck is more attached, and I think Joe is more, like, the anxious one, where Beck is, like, stepping back, and so Joe is, like, (laughs) I'm anxious, so I'm gonna, like, increase, just like he is doing with, like, the texting and stuff, because he's nervous, but he doesn't really know how to, like, communicate it, and so he's, like, I'm gonna text more, because I don't know how to get rid of this anxious energy, And so, Beck is seeing that and being like, uh, I don't want to deal with this right now. Yeah. And is just, like, stepping back, which, of course, like, makes Joe more anxious and, like, further escalates the problem. And that's happening. So there's, like, the, anyway, the attached book kind of, like, shows through different scenarios and dynamics how to identify yourself and not like not really like villainize but like identify yourself and then how to like improve from there I guess um and so it just reminded me of of Joe in this scene because it's like I can relate to this I have been I've been in Joe's spot before um of just like I have this nervous energy and I don't know how to like start a conversation um but unlike Joe I don't uh kill people when I'm frustrated (laughs) It's about right. regulating emotions. Mm. And so, but he's doing this thing, he's doing a lot of the, like, you know, like, you don't write back, um, and so I just, like, descend into insanity, whereas, like, you know, in an ideal relationship, you have that communication where you should be able to have alone time mm-hmm. and, like, trust each other. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe? Um, can trust? You? But also, you know, like... Beck should have been able to trust that, you know, she wasn't, she could have established this relationship with Joe without him, like, killing people that got in his way to get to her. Right, so, to, like, to play devil's advocate. <laughs> so, hmm. <laughs> hmm, interesting. So, there's, she's, like, doing who knows what, because he doesn't know, and he's, like, 
freaking out and not knowing what to do without her absence. But then he's still saying, like, we still have an everything ship because I still wake up to us having sex and you still, like, text me and you're still talking to me about to your mom. And so it's like, okay, so this is where, where it's very clear that, like, we're getting just Joe's side of the story. Yeah. Because I this is where, more than usual, it's like, I want to know Beck's side and what's going on. Right. Like, are, girl, are you okay? <laughs> right. Um, and there's a lot of things going on, too, of, like, they're having sex and things seem great. Um, and then Joe freaks out because Beck texts him just K. He, it sends him (laughs) over the edge. He's just like, this is the last straw. (laughs) Which, like, I get it. I also don't like it when people just send me K. It's a bad thing to text. It is. For sure. For sure. It was before the thumbs up emoji. It gave off, like, I don't know. I also send the thumbs up emoji because it's like, I want to acknowledge that I got your text. Right. But we don't need to continue a conversation. Whereas K gives off a very, like, weird connotation to it. Right. Um, But I think Joe was already having a lot of anxiety. And for Beck, who was, like, usually very loquacious, he's like, oh, God. Okay, this confirms that everything's wrong. Everything's (laughs) messed up. And so I love the end of this chapter, though, because he's like, um, Beck was like, I can't, like, I, I'm, I got a bail. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And so he goes home. <laughs> Beck's not there, but he still watches Pitch Perfect. <laughs> and he knows the name of the acapella group. And so he's like, when it's over, I jerk off in the shower like a lot of unhappily married men in this world, but I cry harder because I'm not even married to you yet. Maybe the worst thing I've ever read. True, like, In a minute. In a minute. You don't need to do Pitch Perfect so bad like this. They don't deserve that. Just the fact that he's like... Man, I'm living the sad life that of men that I criticize for being in unhappy marriages and just settling. But I don't even get the joy of being married. It's like, fuck you, dude. Are you kidding me? Honestly. What is this weird fucking fantasy? Get the fuck out of here. Can you imagine that when he was like... Well, I don't, I don't like imagining it, but can you imagine when he was, like, beating his meat in the shower and Brittany Snow, <laughs> and Brittany Snow hits, have you seen Pitch Perfect? Yes, I've seen okay. Pitch Perfect. Okay, and Brittany Snow hits that, like, absurd low bass note <laughs> in the You're pool, right. and that's when he just, like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> His neighbors are like, what the fuck (laughs) is this dude? We need to register our neighbors as sex offender because that is... call the super and they're like, sorry, I think that someone else is living next to us and we didn't know because they keep watching Pitch Perfect like over and over again. (laughs) Yeah. And we uh, don't understand. Yeah. Please help this poor sad man. They, um, I don't, I just, uh, I don't understand why someone would keep that on repeat all the time. It's uh, not a great, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I love listening to the cup song as much as the next person, but like, (laughs) the soundtrack is not, especially in the first one, not the best. Right. Not the best thing. Doesn't seem very comforting either if you're in, like, a vulnerable position, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but, like, (laughs) I mean, so it has, like, since you've been gone on there, which is fair, but it does also have Party in the USA, which, like, when I'm upset, not, not my favorite thing to, like, cry and beat my meat to, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's fair. That's a fair concern you're bringing. <laughs> Party in the me essay, you know? It's just like, yikes. Come on. 
All right. Dude. All right. I'll move on to chapter 44. <laughs> just think about he's it. Sorry. He's just crying. He's like, and the Jay-Z song is on, you know? <laughs> and the uh, Jay-Z <laughs> Sorry, my cat just looked at me and was like, can you shut the fuck up for like two seconds? <laughs> was just like, I don't want to listen to my That was That was God sending us a message to just <laughs> yeah. stop that was, this. That was, my, that was our NSA agent, like, channeling through my cat, just like, shut the fuck up for like... like guys, please, I need you to stop. <laughs> move on from the bit. The bit's not funny anymore. It was never funny. Okay, so, chapter 44. Um, Joe is fucking tired of Ethan's shit. He's never liked him, but he really doesn't like him right now. (laughs) Yeah. Like, things are just going so well for this guy. What the fuck? And here I am, sad and alone. Yep. He's tired of the fact that Beck set up Blythe and Ethan. And And yet we still get zero Blythe. And no, I... If this never happens... It's an injustice. It is a crime, and I hate it. Yeah, because their whole plot is just happening subsequently to everything, just, like, in the chapters that don't exist or whatever, because it's like they're already moving in together. Yep. I haven't heard a goddamn peep from Blythe except for a few passive-aggressive emails, and that's not enough. It isn't. I want Blythe to be the big bad that just, like, snaps Joe's neck at the end. Yeah. How about that? How about that? How about that? Um, I hate it. So, (laughs) Beck finally, they're like at the shop. Beck emails and is like, hey, um, can we do your place instead of mine tonight? Weird day. Apartment's a disaster. Um, and Joe's all like, well, here's, he's not talking to Beck, but he's like in his head, like, well, when we move in together, which we will, uh, (sighs) I'm going to have to choose between you, Beck, and the pieces of you I'm currently stored in a box in the hole in the wall I made because of you. Super normal thing to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and, a normal human person. Yes. And so apparently, unlike in the TV show where he had um, his like box of trophies above the ceiling tile in the yeah. bathroom... This one apparently is in, like, a crack in the wall in his apartment. Yeah, because didn't he, like, punch a hole in the wall at some point? Yes. So, like, I think now that's just his weird treasure trove for his things that belong to his girlfriend. Yeah. And so he mentions that, like, he's not that worried about it because in order to get to them, she would have to, like, get through the crack in the wall. Um, But... He's like, I keep meaning to tell the super, but I don't want to tell the super because I want your things in my hole. And it's like, oh. <laughs> hey, bud. Hey, bud. No. Stop talking stop about. Stop it, Joe. <laughs> hey. <laughs> just fucking chill out. <laughs> I just, sometimes I just want to throw one of his fucking typewriters at his head, but that would require me touching one of his typewriters. Yeah, and I don't, probably a bad move. I don't want to touch anything. I Sometimes I just want to, like... If I, have you ever seen one of those gifts of Liz Lemon touching, like, someone with a broom? I want to do that, but with him. Just, like, get off my fucking port. Like, get get away. Yeah. Just, like, knock it off. Um, all right. So, Beck comes over to get the key for his apartment, because apparently she has to go to school, but she'll be done with school before he'll be done with work. You know, like relationships do. You know, adulting. Yeah. Joe was, like, freaking out because when they kiss, there's no tongue. And so, like... What the fuck? If you don't stick your tongue into your partner's mouth, are you even, like, together anymore? What is this, fucking amateur hour? Just... Uh, Kiss me like you mean it. Stick Fight your... me in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm writing that on my next card to someone. <laughs> <sighs> I would love to get that Christmas card. <laughs> uh, yes, that's great. But here's the thing. When Joe gives his keys away to his girlfriend, Beck, yeah. 
and goes back in to talk to Ethan. Ethan's like, what the fuck's up, dude? The girls don't have class. There was a bomb threat. Lol, 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 lol. So, can I leave now? I want to go to Coney Island with my wife. And so Joe's very confused and upset. He even uh-huh. is like, what does he say? He's like, why didn't you tell me class was canceled? Why didn't the bomb threat bring us together? Oh, Joseph. Yeah. So he lets Ethan leave, and so he stays all pissy. And then that is when we get the infamous Amy Adam. Singular. (laughs) Just the one. Amy Adam is my favorite character in this story. Can you please tell me about Amy Adam? God, I want a whole... I want the POV from her. Please. Joe and Beck are so boring, but Amy Adam is cool as fuck. Amy Adam is my favorite character. So, she walks into the bookstore, and immediately Joe's like, oh, she's hot. I'm gonna check her out. She has an leg. She she has a hot leg. (laughs) And she's like, oh, are you closing soon? And he's like, nah, you're hot, so do whatever you like. So it's fine. Um, So it's fine, whatever. So she gets a couple books. There's some quick banter about, like, the song being played and it being embarrassing and they have some quips about it and then they check she checks out and joe is horny over these books let me tell you oh yeah let me tell you we got bukowski bukowski we got great expectations yeah we got the hits and so they're chatting about literature yes and having quick little banter because joe is all for some, the funniest part of this is that Joe is like, oh, I'm not going to judge you and your choices. I never do that to anyone. Hmm. Meanwhile, every single person that's ever been in his bookstore, ever, ever, he's been like, fucking, you're buying a Dan Brown book? Cool. Whatever. You buy Stephen King? You tool? <laughs> fucking normie? You plebe? Are you kidding me? But the thing about this girl is that she's hot. So, <laughs> rules do need not apply. Yep. <laughs> and so they have this banter, and they're kind of flirting, and Joe notices that he's flirting, and he doesn't stop, and he's like, I'm just going to play this out and see how it goes. And realizes when she gives... Also, her name is Amy Adam. Very important. Yes. And she gives her credit card, and it's just a random dude's name. John something. Something. And Joe's like, this is probably fine. Rings her up. She leaves so quickly. (laughs) So quickly on the run. And he gets a call from the bank because it's a stolen credit card. I love it. And he's like, well, I'm not going to rat you out because you're hot. So. And then there's just a cut to him Googling Amy Adam, maybe the most common combination of names yeah it was just like amy adam new york amy adam not an actress (laughs) amy adam sweatshirt oh and she has this weird fun quirk where she buys college sweatshirts from thrift stores as a weird social experiment these two are like made for each other because they're the same type of fucked up in the brain where they're just like let's just play a little prank on the universe and society and see how they react to me. So she does that. Um, And so, yeah, Joe is, like, in love with her immediately and is just trying to Google her. I love it. God, I I miss her. I don't think we're ever going to get her back. But I I love Amy Adam. I love Amy Adam singular. Because Joe is, like, loving this experience and then gets done and is like, I kept, like, checking my phone during all these searches and you weren't calling me back I would have known because my searches would have been interrupted with your phone call and fucking Ethan texted me a picture of him and Blythe on Coney Island and I didn't respond because I was upset (laughs) cause I have FOMO (laughs) (laughs) so I walked home and I didn't have my keys because you had them back (laughs) (laughs) But I get there, and I smelled pumpkin from my apartment, 
And so you must have been there. And so he figures out that, like, Beck was baking something and, like, singing and stuff. And he's like, you're no Amy Adam. (laughs) And so he finds out that, like, she was there the whole time, presumably baking a pumpkin pie. Um, And she's in her robe, naked, and brought the robe for him, too. And they eat the pie and have sex. And when he wakes up to brush his teeth, she's brushed her teeth with his toothbrush again like a Uh, monster stop and he's the one apologizing two also disgusting parts of that last section please is that a he opens the door and she's in her robe and he's like you're in your robe naked underneath and you baked a pie pumpkin underneath awful and then, so quickly after, he's like, I eat the pie, and then I eat your pussy. And I'm like, <gasps> Joseph! Joseph? He's so inappropriate. Joseph. What gave him the right? Joseph. He's so gross. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Well, anyways, next week... We have chapters 45 and 46. And y'all, when I say we are so, we are so close. Uh-huh. We are within five chapters at this point. Yeah. So Home fucking stretch. Yeah. We are, we are within. We are on, on a hands count at this point. So. All right. We have some Pacherons. Ooh. So. I pulled a little screen rant for us today. Hell yeah. Of apparently some hidden details about Edward's costume that we never noticed. Have we Thank done God. this one? I don't think we so. We did it for Bella. We didn't do okay. it for... Okay, that's why it seemed familiar. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do you want to start? Hell yeah. Shout out to Rachel Gray. Ooh-woo. Who's gonna be number seven... His hair was styled by Pattinson himself. Oh snap! Ooh, wow. I I'm sh- I'm shocked by that one. <laughs> yeah, this easy breezy boy. <laughs> um. All right. Shout out to Janae Jasper, Ow! who's gonna be number six. Yeah. That his wedding tux was handmade in Italy. Ooh. Shout out to Kelly Beck. Ooh. Who's going to be number eight? His hair color was called Twilight's. I love it. That's gross. I love it so much. Gross. Uh, Okay. Shout out to Sophia Salinger. Yeah. Who's going to be number nine. Uh, Pattinson hated his Twilight coat. Um, He said he wore it in virtually every scene and that he thought maybe he got tired of it. He just wanted a more mature look. Mature. <laughs> nice, nice. Shout out Aaron Salinger. Woo, 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 woo. Who's gonna be number four. His prom jacket was Gucci. Oh my god. Wow. Alright. Shout out to Alex Blythe. Who's yeah. gonna be... Number three, his clothes always have a vintage feel. Ooh. Shout out Taylor, Brown, Town, Watner. Ooh. Who's going to be number two. He originally wore a white shirt in his shirtless scene. Oh, wow. Could you imagine? No. A whole generation of people would have been changed forever. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> if I, he wasn't shining his pecs. I love the shirt that he wore in that scene, though. Yeah, it's a good shirt. Uh, okay. And I'll just do number one, then. Hell yeah. I love that. Um, for Katie Weber. Pew pew! Who's gonna be number one. His shirtless scene's shirt represented <laughs> heartbreak. 
Mm. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> which is, um, it's supposed to say, the designer said um, that it's supposed to be about him sacrificing itself, or himself, and that it's not really supposed to be a beefcake moment. What? <laughs> you know, our pets, our local beefcake. Beefcake. <laughs> our local beefcake. Notable beefcake, Robert Pattinson. Yes. Okay, so I, um, this one's a little bit out there for a fanfic today. Okay. Um, I originally was trying to find something else, and then I found this one, and and honestly couldn't take my eyes off of it, if I'm being honest. (laughs) So, this is from, the, the title of this one is called Stealing Twilight's Swan, and it's by... Dr. Harleen Francis Quinzel. Okay. And I'm going to attach the image on the space so that you can describe this for our audience today. Oh, no. Because it is is a blurry photo, but I feel like it is essential for your understanding here. Also, my (laughs) child of a cat is just scratching at things oh um can you describe what you see here please um (sighs) (laughs) so there's a a woman yeah with a gun sure and moody eye makeup please yeah yeah and also our good friend deadpool (laughs) yeah with a little they're also like it looks like they're graffitied on like a a shitty wall um and then there's a little text box a speech bubble next to deadpool that says heh boobs b-e-w-b-s yeah um and i can't believe you made me look at that um so thanks for that good job so (laughs) so this is by um again dr harleen francis quinzel and the summary Uh goes a little bit like this yeah, I want pepperoni, hamburger, jalapenos, extra cheese. Sir, this is the White House. How did you get this number? Huh, well, let me tell you a story. Um, and this is rated mature for a reason, not for children. Um, and it is a Deadpool, a.k.a. Wade Wilson, Bella Swan pairing. Um, and um, what I'm reading for you today is from Chapter 2. Great. My cat My cat does not want me to read this today because he Again, found... it's a sign from the universe. I'm just Okay. Take the uh, hint, Allie. We could just end it right here. No. No, I would it's it is my duty and also my honor. Alright. She looks around to the rundown apartment. The couch she was on smelled funny. It had water damage from past leaks. The dishes in the kitchen were piled up. Dust was everywhere, and it looked as though the guy never cleaned a day in his life. It smelled of dog. Old beer bottles and pizza boxes were scattered about the place. Home sweet home, he said, motioning his hands about in a welcoming fashion. This is where you live, she says with a hint of disapproval to her voice. He nods and makes his way over. He kicks the dog away from her. He wasn't bothering me. So you're one of those kind of girls? Excuse me? Glad I don't keep any peanut butter around. She raises her brows and comes to her feet. Who are you? You first. Bella. So Stella. Um, no, it's just Bella. Okay, Stella. She rolls her eyes. Whatever. And you? Some people call me Casanova, Romeo, Reaper, Death, but we'll keep it personal. You can call me Master or Deadpool, whichever you prefer. Um, I'll stick to Deadpool. So, Master, it is. I'm pretty sure I said Deadpool. End scene. (sighs) Cody, isn't this what you've always wanted? The universe is colliding? The two ships? (sighs) I hate it. I hate it so much. We've made a terrible mistake. With this podcast. <laughs> you always wanted me to read fan fiction, right? <sighs> you didn't want... I... <sighs> Don't make me the bad guy in this. You brought this cursed text <laughs> to the show. I will not be guilted. 
How dare you? But I thought this was an everything ship. <sighs> I don't want to be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how you know it's been a good podcast, folks. Well, as we <laughs> say in Seattle. Get bit, but and only professionally and not platonically. <laughs> and get Deadpooled. So get whipped. Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus. This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Toast 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausfilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ali on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone